All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the CVCS Chapels podcast. We are going to hear a message today from Eric Williams. Eric is the youth minister at South Shores Church in Dana Point, California, and his message today is called Life by the Spirit. So we're going to go ahead and play that message for you now, and then we'll come back after the message for a short interview with Eric. Thanks for listening. Our speaker today is uh, a familiar face. He's, uh, one of the, he's the youth pastor over at South Shores Church uh, over in Dana Point. Uh, he was here last semester. He's here again to kick off the first chapel of 2024. Give a warm welcome to Pastor Eric Williams. Hi. Raise your hand if you have already struggled with writing 2024 instead of 2023. Yeah, it's a real thing. Now, I remember struggling to write 1994, and then it got really difficult transitioning from 19 to 20. That took like three years to get. You'll eventually get it. But I've kind of let you know how old I am. I'm so old. I've reached a stage of life that only a couple of you in this room can identify with. I got my hair cut about two weeks ago. And as I sit down, the five foot tall lady said, wow, as she's standing behind me. And I'm thinking, wow. She goes, that's a lot of gray. Hold on. The worst part's coming. Do you want me to dye it for you? And I just hung my head and said, no, just cut it. Just cut it. I've reached that stage of life here in 2024, but it's not all bad news. We're going to spend about 15 minutes focusing in, hopefully. I know you have a thousand things to think about. You have seventh period to be excited about. But I want us to focus for a couple minutes thinking about the work that God wants to do within you. You might be a random freshman that nobody knows. You might be a random senior who thinks they're great. You might be a sophomore girl who just, your friendship just blew up last week. Regardless of who you are, God wants to do a work through your life. In fact, that's one of the biggest messages of the Bible. You guys even spoke some of it in your greeting this morning about our greatest hope. And the Bible does not hold back. It sends truths to you that are really heavy. The Bible sends truths to you that are so heavy that, in fact, a lot of us struggle just wanting to stay away from it because they're uncomfortable or they're difficult because we just oftentimes want to be distracted. We want to just have fun with our friends, and opening up a Bible and being confronted with the heaviest truths of our life, it's difficult. But the Bible and the truths it presents are unavoidable. And it reminds us of things that we have to know. One of them, every one of us in this room is in a spiritual struggle. No one gets out of it. The Bible tells us that in Jesus, any of us have the opportunity to be free from the consequences of sin. 
And then we're told that the Holy Spirit actually gives his people the ability to say no to sin. And the Bible reminds us that if you continue to invest in sinful, earthly, terrible stuff, you're going to get paid back in separation from God. And if you invest in God stuff, you'll get a return of God moving in your life, even if you're just a regular person. The Bible also reminds us that eternal life, while it will happen if you're a Christian, it doesn't just start when you die. Eternal life can actually start when you begin to follow Jesus and start aligning your life with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit works to refine, to fine-tune those who are His. I know not everyone in here is a Christian, but for those of you who are, I want to ask you a question. What does it look like for a regular high school kid in South Orange County to walk by the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? Does that mean you just walk around singing all the time? Or is there more to it? If you're going to follow along in your Bible, I'm going to read a couple verses from John 16 and verse 12. And Jesus is sort of preparing his disciples for a crazy future where Jesus is going to go to the cross He's going to be killed. He's going to rise from the dead. He's going to go back up to heaven. He's getting him ready. And he says this, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he won't speak on his own. He'll speak whatever he hears, and he will also declare to you what's to come. He will glorify me because he will take from his mind and declare it to you. So if you are a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, you have to get what Jesus said to these disciples, that the main job of the Holy Spirit is to bring honor to Jesus. The Holy Spirit's goal, his objective in all of his work, big and small, make Jesus a big deal. Make him look good. And what this means for you is that even in the normal In the daily grind, the routine of your life, the Holy Spirit wants to get in there with you and make Jesus look good, bring him honor using you if you're one of Jesus' followers. The Holy Spirit is going to want to use you to bring worship to Jesus, using your life as the vehicle to do it. And this is a crazy reality that's available to you. The Spirit of God himself taking up a place in your heart and life. And this is one of the things that sets Christianity so far apart from every other faith because it is so personal that Jesus can get into the heart of anyone who'll surrender to him no matter what their life is like and he can use your life to bless others and bring worship to Jesus. And even if you're not a Christian, this is powerful news. Maybe you're still investigating the claims of Jesus, or maybe right now you're out and out rejecting Jesus, doesn't really matter where you are right now, because right now if you surrender your life to God, if you turn away from your sin, you can receive forgiveness from your sin, from Jesus' death on your behalf, and even you can then be filled and then directed by the Spirit of God. Your normal, regular, homework-filled life can be sort of redeemed to be a vessel that brings glory to God. So how? How, does he, how is he going to do that? I'll spend just a couple minutes 
talking about that. How can you guys in your day-in, day-out lives live in a way that walks along with the Holy Spirit? Because if you seek that out, the Spirit will do what He does best. He will make Jesus shine through you. He will transform you from just living to living the life that Jesus died so that you could live. Now, daily life following the Holy Spirit is going to assume something. It's going to assume that the Holy Spirit will be directing you, will sort of be leading you in a very specific direction. And I'm sure a couple of you might know what that direction is. It's towards Jesus. So I'm going to tell you four areas that you can walk according to the Holy Spirit. The first one is a no-brainer. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you in teaching you the truth about Jesus in the Scriptures. We're told in John 16 that we read, the Holy Spirit is who gives us truth. He reveals truth to us. And if you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit, you've got to surrender to the Spirit in your daily life to say yes to Him. We need to be giving ourselves as much as possible to the truth and the information as well of Scripture. A couple things happen if you'll choose to do that. As you turn to the Bible more and more, the Holy Spirit's going to guide you to know and understand God correctly as he's revealed himself so you're, you don't get any screwed up views of God. Here's a really heavy one. The more and more you turn to the Bible, the Holy Spirit's going to show you the crucial things you need to believe about yourself because some of you have some messed up views about yourself. Some of you have some views about yourself that are way overly inflated. And there's a whole other group of you, your view of yourself is terrible. But when you come to scripture, you encounter something that the truest thing about you is what God says is true. And you need to be confronted with that and let your opinion of you and your perspective of you surrender it to God's opinion of you because the truest thing about you is what God says, not what your friend group says not what your boyfriend or girlfriend says. It's what God says. And as you turn to the Bible as well, the Spirit shows you what's coming up, what to expect, that Jesus is coming back, and he's not coming back with a smile on his face. He's coming back to judge. And with, without a steady intake of God's truth, you can't really be surrendered to God, and you can't really be filled with the Spirit. So we got to get into the Bible. The second area the Holy Spirit wants to work with us. He wants to use you to, to lead others, to push others towards Jesus. Now, I get it. You pro some of you probably feel really unqualified to help other people move towards Jesus. But remember, your job is just to follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit's job is to move people towards him. And as the Spirit draws people towards him. He wants to use you to help push them along. So if you bear the name of Jesus, if you're on his team, you got to be focused on how can I, by the Spirit, help others get closer to Jesus? How can I share Jesus's mission? How can I tell people, more people, about the rescue that Jesus wants to offer them? And it becomes a big blessing the more you give yourself to this, that you have a job, even as a regular teenager, to be empowered by the Spirit to help other people discover and recognize who Jesus is. In Luke 19, there's this kind of somber passage where Jesus is looking down over the city of Jerusalem, and it says that he was crying. He wept. 
And he, he was crying because he knew about how bad it was going to be for Jerusalem. It was going to be destroyed. There would be devastation. And you and I need to surrender to the Holy Spirit and sort of chase after a similar heartbreak mindset for others. We, you might look around at some of the people in your classes at school and chapel, on your sports teams, and there's some people whose lives are totally being lived in rebellion to God. And we should weep over what's coming for them if they don't surrender. We should tell people, we should invite people, we should share with people, we should mention it, we should represent Jesus in a way that helps people who are in darkness get more light. And if you do this, You'll be guided by the Holy Spirit to help bring honor to Christ and help rescue the lost. Now, this third area that the Holy Spirit wants to use you, that's maybe the most painful, it's developing Christ's character within you. And so our daily lives got to be centered around being more and more like Jesus and less like our sinful selves. And as we do that, the Holy Spirit's going to give you more and more victory over sin, and the Spirit will guide you and shape you and pull you into prayer, and the Spirit will reveal truth to you, and you'll become more like Jesus as the Spirit leads you. God's Spirit will show up in the fruit of your life more and more, and this is for absolutely anyone. This is incredible. There's no barrier. Life lived according to the Spirit is for anyone. There's really only one difference between someone who's flourishing in Christ and somebody who's floundering in Christ. And that is having a hunger for Jesus. And then a willingness to submit to his leading, the Spirit's leading. I've had the privilege of walking alongside teenagers on their faith journey for about 30 years. And I've picked up on a theme. Flourishing in Christ or floundering in Christ really has to do with your desire, what you want. Because if your desire, if you start to see Jesus for who and what he is, if you start to see Jesus as the greatest treasure in the world, more important than your friend group, more important than your hobby, more important than any sin, more important than any job or any sport, when you see Jesus as that treasure, oh, he will shape you, and it will become easier to say no to the stuff that you're struggling with. Now, Instagram will never tell you what I'm about to tell you, and it's heavy duty. There is freedom available to you when you become a prisoner of Jesus. There is freedom in being a prisoner for Jesus. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 9. If anyone wants to come to me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. The last area, the Holy Spirit wants to lead you to direct or to empower you to serve other people. Listen to what Ephesians 4 says. He himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why? to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ. God wants to use you to build up other people in Christ. And this is the example we have in Jesus. In John 13, it says, When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his robe, he reclined and said to them, Do you know what I've done for you? 
You call me teacher and Lord, and that's well said, for I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. And this is showing us, displaying for us one of the weirdest, coolest paradoxes of the Christian faith. Power in weakness. Winning by losing. Living by dying. The best freedom that's available to you in this world is being a prisoner of Jesus guided by the Holy Spirit. And so really, the one question to ask yourself is, will you surrender to Jesus and walk according to the Spirit? I hope today you'd be encouraged by the promise that the Spirit wants to dwell in you, take up residence in you, and actively use you for the glory of God. Romans 8 says, in the same way, the Spirit joins to help in our weakness, because we don't know how to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings, and he searches the hearts. He knows the Spirit's mindset because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit wants to use us broken people who then get rescued in Jesus, and then to empower you and to reshape you to bring honor to Christ in whatever area of life he has you in. And the Spirit would also urge any of you who are rejecting Christ right now, he would encourage you, hey dude, leave that behind. It doesn't go anywhere good. Come back to Jesus. He's what your life's about. Lord Jesus, I pray that your Spirit would move in the hearts of these students and they would recognize that the greatest treasure that's available in this world is not an iPhone 15. It's not a Toyota Tacoma. It's not a full-ride scholarship. It's you, Jesus. And I pray that your spirit would open hearts and eyes and pull people from the prison of their own sin and pull them to the freedom that's available in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, and that was the message Life by the Spirit by Eric Williams. Uh, I am now joined here in the podcast studio by Eric. Uh, Eric, welcome, and thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Just a couple of debriefing questions about this message. Could you first of all just introduce yourself, Mm -hmm. a little bit more about your background, and uh, what brought you into ministry? The Lord kind of uh, hoodwinked me and tricked (laughs) me into ministry. Uh, he, he, when I graduated high school, within two months, I was serving in mid, the middle school ministry and the youth pastor was getting moved to the college ministry. And he said, Hey, Eric, you're a great volunteer. Will you help me as I transition out? It'll be just a couple months. And I told him, no, he said, pray about it. <laughs> and then I said, yes. And I was ended up running the whole ministry for two years until they found a guy. Oh my goodness. And then I had another church ask me to come work for them. And I had this aha moment of like, wait, Lord, do you want me to do this with my life? And that was 30 years ago. So wow. it's, been a, it's been an incredible road. I never thought about it. It would happen that way. But the Lord, I guess, primed me for connecting with students and helping try to point them to Jesus in the, in the chaos of this world. That's wonderful. Yeah. Tell us about the message you shared uh, today. And primarily, what is like the big singular hope that you hope students get out of it? So 
it's really this, that I wanted to, if they were asleep on their faith, mm-hmm. to wake them up to the majestic idea that God wants to live in their heart in the Holy Spirit and then mm-hmm. use their actual lives or their normal, boring, routine lives and all the interesting places where the Lord takes them to be vehicles for God's Spirit to help move others towards towards Christ, to yeah. bring honor to Christ. And that's through reading their Bible. That's through serving others. There's a couple critical ways where I want to I want them to catch that you may be a lonely sophomore who you feel like nobody knows, but the Spirit of God wants to rescue you, redeem you, and then purpose you to push other people towards Christ. And that is something that can be transformative for a young person to recognize that God not only wants to forgive my sin, but Mm -hmm. then he wants to use my my existence to... He wants to use my 4-H club participation or my (laughs) jujitsu, my baseball team to my relationships to help push other people towards Christ, just try to give them a, oh my gosh, Jesus is the greatest treasure that there is. And on top of that, he wants to give me the Holy Spirit to be a co-minister with him. So that's kind of the... I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Last question is just if anybody wants to reach out with questions or other thoughts, what's the best way to get in contact? Probably email, even though that's less and less a thing. (laughs) Uh, It's Pastor Eric with a K at southshores.org. Uh, Pastor Eric with a K at southshores.org. I'd love to field any questions that the students have or parents, but I've just I just recognized that usually there's never a huge watershed moment for a student, mm-hmm. uh, an altar call type thing. Yeah. Like 80% of Christians I heard don't have that experience. It's just that sure. quiet moment in a chapel doing your homework where you have that surrender moment where you mm. actually say yes to Jesus and then you start, the spirit starts to transform you. Yeah. So we, I want to see that happen that's, in the more and more lives. That's tremendous. Thank you again, Eric, for coming and for being with me in the studio here. It was great to be uh, here. That ends our episode for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. And stay tuned for more here on the CVCS Podcast Network. Thanks, everybody. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.